All right, we're back, and we welcome in the Knicks general manager, Scott Perry, who joins us now the day after the draft. Scott, welcome. How are you? Good, Mike. How you doing? Good, thank you. Appreciate you coming on today. I know it's a busy time, so uh, I do appreciate it. All right. Um, first off, what, give me your overview of, uh, of your uh, harvest last night. <laughs> well, we feel really good about it, Mike. You know, I think we've got two young players who are long, athletic, who can uh, very versatile play multiple positions, and uh, I think that's what's needed in today's game. It also aligns very well with, you know, how we want to play the game and uh, just excited about those guys. You know, a lot of uh, development in front of them, but we believe we have the coach and staff in place and uh, to help those guys, you know, achieve their full potential. Scott, no reason to discuss the guys who went before you picked, but when you went to make your pick, what were your options? What were you thinking about? Well, actually, you know, we, we had done homework the entire year, and then, but as we got closer, a uh, week out or so, uh, uh, headed into last night, we really just zeroed in on Kevin Knox, and he was he was our guy at nine, and we, you know, we we felt very strongly about it as a staff, and and uh, so we were glad that he was there when it was time to. Time to pick. So, uh, had you given Porter any serious consideration, or had the injury situation made him uh, a, a guy you didn't even give a lot of consideration to? No, well, Michael Porter's a fine player, and obviously we we got a chance to meet him uh, in Chicago, and and uh, you know he's, he's a very talented young man. Uh, but in the end, we just felt that uh, Kevin Knox was going to be was the best fit for us and our team and what we're trying to get accomplished. And so that's why we decided to go that way uh, versus uh, drafting anyone else. What was it about Knox that, say, you know, there were other guys there that obviously on the same level with, a, a, a you know, Bridges from Villanova as an example, a couple other guys. What was it about Knox that you liked so much? Well, you know, the guys – He's 18 years old. He won't turn 19 until August. He's extremely long. Yeah, I mentioned it earlier. I think he's versatile. You know, he can score the basketball uh, in a variety of ways. You know, he's he's a three-point shooter. A guy can make three-point shots, and we think he's going to get a lot better in that area. He's good in the mid-range, and he's athletic enough to finish at the rim. Uh, I think he'll get better and better at putting the ball on the floor and, and creating more offense for himself. So just the overall versatility on, on the offensive side as well on the de- as on the defensive side. We think as he uh, you know, learn, learns under Coach Hisdale, he will be able to be a guy that can uh, switch out on a few positions and, and provide some versatility on the defensive end as well. So, And again, at, at 18 years old, the, the, the upside, the young man may not even be done growing. So, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what nature uh, – Hold yeah, and he's got a lot of length as it is now. I mean, now he's uh, it, with without jumping. He's he's with his win, with his uh, arms in the air. He reaches over nine feet right now. Right, he's got an amazing wins, uh, wingspan. Yes, yes, he's got a tremendous wingspan, and you know, look, uh, it's been proven over the years that you know, size and length does matter in this game, and uh, and, and especially where it's, it's being played today. And uh, he has that naturally, and he's. He's gifted enough athletically uh, to be able to take advantage of that uh, wingspan. You know, Calipari told me two things. I and I said, cut, forget the selling the guy. This was. I said, give me 
things that are concrete about him. He said he's positionless. He said he can guard anybody. He said he could guard anybody on the floor, number one. He's positionless, and he can play multiple positions. And he said he can shoot it a lot better than he's looked. He said he really is going to be a better shooter than people think. Well, I think he, he has his mechanics on his side. is very good. I think he's a guy who's uh, kind of blessed with some natural touch. And the, the one thing that uh, I think you've seen and, and the number of people who followed this game closely over the years, that that's the one skill, uh, no matter where a guy's uh, a shooting prowess lies in, entering to this league, if he's willing to put the time and effort um, into that part of the game, we've seen players time and time again improve in that area and become better shooters in the NBA. And Kevin, uh, you know, all our intel on him suggested that, A, he was very passionate about the game. He wants to become a great player. He's willing to spend the, the necessary hours in the gym to do that. So that's our expectations that he will you know, not only become a better shooter in this league, but improve other areas of his game as well. I'm talking about Nick's general manager, Scott Perry. Uh, your coach is known to be a guy who, and he's made that point when he was on with me, that he's going to be very demanding. He likes to make sure his players are in shape. He likes to work them hard. He comes from the Pat Riley school. Did you spend a lot of time, did, it, did you worry a lot about whether your guy could coach a certain player as far as his makeup? As far as his makeup, as whether or not he was going to be the coachable kind of guy for a coach like yours, who's going to be very demanding. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's uh, look. Um, I think playing at a place like uh, Kentucky um, uh, and playing for a demanding coach like Cal, and, and, and I think it helped prepare someone like Kevin to be able to come in and, and, and play for a coach like Coach Fisdale. There's a lot of you know similarities, I think, uh, there in personality. And the other thing, I think, too, that, that uh, you know, as we went out and searched for a coach and, and ultimately settled in on David, was his ability to connect to these guys. And, uh, you know, I think it's a very important balancing act that coaches have to do, especially in this um era of of guys that you want a coach that who has the ability to hold guys accountable to demand excellence from them but also have the ability to connect with them somewhat on a personal level because i think a lot of young young people now nowadays look for that and that's an important thing that they need to have they want a connection with their coach on some some level other than just the basketball level and i think david is a guy who will be able to balance both of those things for us Considering the fact that he is still 18, uh, Scott, are you going to go slow with him? or I mean, do you expect him to be a contributor next year, or is that asking too much? No, I, I think we're going we're gonna to move as fast as he's ready to move. And I think, you know, we're going to you know, try to put him in the fire and see how much he can handle. Uh, and so a lot of it ultimately would depend on just how quickly he learns and quickly he develops. Uh, and he's, you know, he's ready to get to work right away. That's always a good sign. Uh, the young player's ready to get in the gym right away, and I think he'll be here work, uh, at the facility working out quickly and getting ready for summer league, and, and we'll see how far, fast he progresses. And, and uh, But we'll, it, it, he'll have to earn all the minutes he gets. Who knows that? And, and that's the, the type of environment we're trying to establish here. Uh, the guys have to come in and compete and earn their jobs regardless of where they drafted, regardless of how much money they make or or who they were traded for. None of that matters 
what matters is how you produce on that court each and every day. And and, uh, and so Kevin will be stepping into that type of a culture. All right. What about your second round pick? Mitchell Robinson is a very intriguing young man. I think if you talk to a lot of people around the league, he probably was on a lot of people's boards as a first round pick just based on his length, athleticism, and potential uh, upside. You know, he, like Kevin. Seven footer, right? Yes, yeah, seven footer. He, uh, very, you know, brings versatility, I think. He has the potential to be a very good limb protector. Right. You know, we saw those signs of that in, 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 during his high school play. Um, the guy can catch his lobs very well, can run the floor as well as any big man in this class. And just, but, you know, he's a young guy that just has a lot to learn, Was you know, didn't compete this past year. Um, just, you know, spent a year working out and training for the draft. So, uh, just getting him now acclimated to to the league will be an, an important part of his development process. But uh, like Kevin, he's a young man that I think that wants to be good. He, he, he has a passion for the game. So I think any time a, a young person cares enough about the game and wants to be become great at something, he's, he's willing to put in the time. He has a chance to, to really help us, uh, you know, if not so – you know, right away, uh, shortly thereafter. How about uh, a couple of things I saw on him, Scott? A couple of guys made points about he's had a couple of agents, he's maybe made a couple of bad decisions, he blew off his college, He that, that maybe he's a little bit of a guy who's lost his way a little bit or maybe come a little bit from a tr- troubled background. I don't know what's fair and what's not fair. I didn't, you've done the due diligence on him. Any of that stuff concern you on this guy? No, you know, the important part of the process for us, we were able to bring him in uh, and meet him and spend a lot of time. And Steve Mills and I were able to take him to dinner and uh, uh, get to know him better as a person. You know, obviously we had talked to a number of people in and around his situation felt comfortable with him uh, as a person. He's a, he's a good young man. He, he, he's from a smaller town outside of New Orleans. Right. And I think he just he has a lot to learn. And, and, um, and I'm sure like all of us, you know, there, there may be a decision or two or, or a mistake or two that he, he, he wishes he would handle different. But it, I, it, there's nothing malicious about the young man. We, you know, he checks out fine in terms of just being a good young person who just, like a lot of young people, have a lot to learn. Not only about the game of basketball, but just about life in general. And, and we believe strongly in our environment here, uh, from a de- development perspective, not just on the court, but off the court, that we will provide the, the, the type of support, uh, you know, hopefully that will be beneficial to him where he can realize his potential. You feel your coach is going to be good at developing players, right? Uh, we really do. We really, we feel really strongly about it, and and that was you know the, the the vision that Steve and I talked about from the very beginning when I joined here. We we talked about how important development was going to be, and so that was a quality that we were looking for in our next head coach, and we we believe that David has proven that uh, throughout his different stops in the NBA, both as an assistant and as a head coach, and we expect him to do the same thing in New York. And your team's going to play. Uh, his team's going to play defense, right? That's the idea too, right? He he expects them to commit on the defensive end of the floor. They better play defense because that's what we want, and that's what, <laughs> that's what we've been talking about all along. But yeah, that that that'll be his de- department to, to to demand that of players. You know, that's again who he has been and and what he has exhibited as a coach, and and that's our expectation as an organization that. Uh, 
that will, you know, manifest itself uh, as he, you know, gets an opportunity to work with these guys and spend more time with them and, and, and have enough time with them to, to bring them together. Not only make them, make them better as individual defenders, but most importantly, uh, become a very good team defense. Talking with Scott Perry, the general manager, how is your star doing? Is he How's he doing in his uh, rehabilitation? I mean, he's, you know, when we're in uh, constant communication with him, uh, he's he's doing well. He sounds good. Uh, I think he's getting stronger by the day, and and um, you know, looking forward to, and like I know he is, to, to, to getting back and getting an opportunity to get back on the court and play and compete and and, and help this team move forward. But. Uh, uh, just looking forward to seeing him, you know, here pretty soon. And as we get ready to start this year in a couple of days, uh, I, I know that this is you're probably a year away from from big things. But I mean, everyone's always got their eye out. How do you feel about things and the idea of uh, how active you guys will be? Oh, you know, again, I, I, I you know, I've mentioned before, you know, this, this summer for us is not, uh, you know, we, we, we don't have the type of uh, cap space right. really to be out there to be a major player in the uh, free agency market. And I think we're really gearing up for the summer of 1920. So I think this what uh, this summer will be about is, you know, trying to add a player to that, that can help this uh, young roster along. From uh, not only just a playing uh, perspective, but also uh, providing some uh, leadership and, and um, good veteran examples. So you know, whatever we add to the roster, we, you know, we'd like uh, that that player or players to uh, you know be able to help in those areas. Does every team play pie in the sky, Scott, and at least check in and see what's on LeBron James's mind? <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't speak to that right now because you know can't comment. Well, they won't. They won't. They won't find you for that one because everyone wishes the same wish. So I mean, the whole world (laughs) dreams the same dream. So uh, you know. So I'm sure every general manager goes to bed and thinks about maybe he's the one who's going to get the call. You know. Well, I can say we, we, I don't know that we have the space to do anything this summer. So, um, again, we'll, I'll just watch uh, as that unfolds. Yeah, that'll be interesting. So, if, uh, when you went into this draft, that again, everybody's always happy the day after drafts. That's what drafts are about. But, I mean, if I had talked to you yesterday, would, would this have been on you? Would you have felt good about what you came away with? I mean, sounded like... Uh, Knox was telling people that you pretty much had told them that you thought he was going to be their guy and that it was going to work out that way. So it sounded like you had had him figured out for nine even before the draft. We had him figured out. We didn't communicate that with him. I think that he, you know, I was that, that uh, uh, he had a good visit here with us. You know, getting to know us better, and you know, we obviously stayed in very close contact with the, the representation around him, uh, but. And I know a lot of people uh, will, will, you know, say at the end of the draft that this is, you know, how we wanted to go. But if, if we could have scripted that we could get Kevin Knox at nine and uh, Mitchell Butler at, I mean, I'm sorry, Mitchell Robinson at uh, at 36, uh, we would have taken that all day long. So we were extremely happy when the, the dominoes fell our way because you can go into every draft and that can be your wish list in both of those numbers 
and but you still let the, the the whim of the teams that are selecting before you in both of those spots. So uh, it really did fall into place for us the way uh, we drew it up, if you will. And uh, so we're just excited and looking forward to getting to, uh, watching these guys get to work and, and start uh, improving and helping the Knicks move forward. Well, listen, thanks very much for giving us a couple of minutes. Appreciate it. Good luck to you. Thank you so much, Mike. Thank you, Scott. Scott Perry, the general manager. And I know, uh, I hope you're not deflated. I, I hope none of you actually were dreaming LeBron anyway, but you just heard him say, I, you know, somehow I feel I'd be a little creative if LeBron, uh, you know, kind of, you know, winked their way, but. Uh, they're not expecting, nor do they have the wherewithal, and they're not expecting uh, that to be the case. So uh, if you've been dreaming that dream, I hate to deflate it for you, but uh, it sounds like it will be elsewhere. And, you know, I have, I, I don't know that anybody got anything more out of yesterday. I know there's a couple of places saying, oh, LeBron uh, may be making a move back towards Cleveland. I, I don't know where they got that from. I mean, it didn't come from anything that sounded like anywhere close to LeBron. So who knows? I know uh, Sexton made some comments, but other than that, a wishful kid hoping that LeBron would stay around. Other than that, who knows what's going on? Back after this.